Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Soul Sessions. Soul Sessions is a space where we want to explore questions of faith and have people share through their personal experience and stories the question of why they chose Jesus. Today, our guest speaker is Glenn Allen. He serves as the BFI in High Point, North Carolina. Glenn, um, thanks so much for coming in. It's um, good to have you here. Absolutely. Um, so we are talking about areas of faith in our life. We're talking. We're having a conversation about faith, what that means, and our personal experiences, and why we chose Jesus. Right. So um, I would love to, uh, you know, I want to explore that and have that conversation with you. But before we dive in, um, could you tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, anything okay. that? So uh, my name is Glenn, obviously. Um, I was born in Augusta, Georgia. Me and my family, we moved to St. Paul, Minnesota, and then we finally settled down in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. We lived in North Carolina from the age that I was three till now. I still live in Winston-Salem. Uh-huh. Um, so I started going to the Winston-Salem Salvation Army when I was 11 years old. Uh, Joanne Case used to pick me up on uh, just a church bus. She would pick up a bunch of kids in the neighborhood. And so I started going, and I just never stopped. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how I got in introduced into the Salvation Army. I eventually um, got kicked out of the Winston-Salem Corps, and I was told I couldn't come back. So I started going to the High Point Corps, and that's mm -hmm. where I am now. So faith, you, you were introduced to faith at an early age, like in your home. Your parents were Christians? No. No? Okay. No, absolutely not. So, so how did you come about finding a church home and a family like that? So for me, it was just a completely different experience from what was at home. Because at home there was, I mean, I didn't have like a bad at home, but it was more like chaos, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when I was at church, it, everything was comfortable, um, you know? And it, it just felt completely different than my home life. And so I didn't want to grow up and be like what my home life was. And so church, the people there, there was really spent time with me, I saw that was different and I wanted it to be different. When you say different, what do you mean? These people, they were more put together. They were happy. Um, you know, people at home weren't happy. So I wanted to be different than what my home environment was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how did you, what was your, I guess, perception or influence of what faith uh, looked like or should be at a young age growing up? Um, so... There were a lot of, in the Winston-Salem Corps growing up, we had a lot of retired officers at the Washington Park Winston-Salem Corps. There's a lot of retired officers. Retired and, pastors. Yeah. 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 And so a lot of those, they just constant, you know, they would just, anytime anything would go wrong and they were always there to talk to. So, you know, this is going wrong in my life. And they're like, well, stick with it. You know, this, you got to have faith. And so they were just a constant example of faith. Yeah. That's an interesting thing, you know, when somebody tells you you got to have faith. What, what does faith look like? Like, what does that mean to you? Well, the Bible tells us that faith is something, is substance hoped for and things not seen. And so faith, to me, is just knowing and having this confidence that everything's going to work out because there's something greater involved. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. anytime that I have any doubts whatsoever, I just take a step back and I just have this confidence and assurance that it's all going to work out. Yeah. And I just take myself out of the situation and I let God take control. Was there a situation that you felt that you could put your faith in action? And how did your faith become personal faith for you? I was, uh, like I said, growing up in not such a great place. Um, 
I was just able to, I put my faith in God that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be like this, mm-hmm. you know, um, across the street from me, uh, there was when I was nine years old across the street from me, there was these two people gambling and, uh, one guy owed another guy 45 cents. He didn't pay up. So the other guy beat him to death with a baseball bat. And I was able to watch that from my bedroom window. Mm. And so I, you know, I had just this early on faith that God's going to take me out of this situation. And then, you know, God has seen me through. So it was something you couldn't necessarily explain or even understand, but you felt it. You had that sense of this is, you know, there's something bigger. There's something, there's a purpose for me. Yeah. Everybody has a purpose. Absolutely. And everybody has a plan. And, you know, that's something that someone told me, you know, one of these retired officers, pastors told me that, you know, God has a plan for you. And so that was just something that stuck with me and it's, Mm-hmm. It resonated. Yeah. So when we talk about like Jesus, you know, and we're, we're talking about faith, um, how did Jesus come into the picture for you? Um, you know, and how did the relationship, because faith is, is very broad in how we're speaking about it. But when we're talking about a relationship with Jesus, what made you decide that this is, this is who I'm going to follow? So, when I was growing up, you know, I tried to be the toughest, the strongest kid around, you know, and that was just the thing. I grew up with a bunch of kids and, you know, we all just try to be tougher than each other. And like, we don't need anybody. We can do this all by ourselves kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And eventually that runs out and you're going to need somebody. And for me, that somebody was Jesus and it was nobody other than Jesus. You know, I couldn't put my faith in my friends. I couldn't put my, my trust in some other person because they'd let you down, but God never will. Was there a moment that you realized that, that like, I, you know, I trust you with this Jesus, like, where you saw him in that? I think there was. Um, in those moments, they just kind of come and you don't really notice them until they're gone, you know? And so I couldn't like pinpoint one, but okay. there's a lot of times in my life where it's like, that's what needed to happen. And how did that impact you um, now in, you know, in the progression of your life, like looking, looking forward and being in the present, like how did that decision impact you? So now when I, I have any decision that I have to face, you know, I don't go to people at all. You know, it's all about God from here on out. So there's like, can you explain that a little bit more? Like, what does that look like for you in your day to day? So, it's a diff- that's a difficult question. Let's see. So for my day to day, you know, it's I wake up and then I just I do what's what's needed of me because I know there's things that God has required of me. You know, even if they're yeah, difficult things to do, for sure. That's what I do. And you know, I mean a lot of times it's so much easier and simpler just to not do it. Yeah. But that's not what I was yeah. called to do. And so I just want to fulfill that purpose of what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And when things are challenging in those moments where it's like, I, I don't feel like, or, you know, this is hard. Um, is there a way that God speaks to you or how is it that you, um, kind of enter into that decision, um, and, and allow him to lead? Because sometimes, you know, we, we say, yes, we, we feel God, like we, we hear God leading. We know what's right, the right thing to do. Um, but what for you is that, that motivator, that, that place where you say, 
this is why I'm doing it, or, you know, this is how I hear God saying that and confirming it. Yeah, so um, like I say, a lot of times in just daily life, it's, it's difficult to do things, and I see a lot of people around me stop, and they're like, I need to take a break. I can't do this right now. But for me, it's always, I got to get this job done because that's what God wants me to do. And, you know, I kind of feel this voice over me that's saying, just do it, you know? Mm. And so there is no stop. There is no break. So, I, I mean, I have no problem doing something that's very, very difficult for other people to do because that's what's expected of me. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I kind of have that motivation, that voice in my head just says, go. Yeah. So you feel it, it's it's almost like this sense of this drive, this perseverance within you that says, you know, work needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And um, and you feel uh, very purposeful and kind of given this task to do. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that picture because, you know, it really does put the perspective of like being a worker in God's kingdom um, and and putting that faith into action. Mm-hmm. Um, have there been moments where, um, you know, Jesus has just really met you in a really difficult place and, um, you know, he's really spoken some, some hard truths to you? Like, like how, how has that conversation gone in so, hard moments <clears throat> like that? Where maybe you are driven, but it's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. So recently, uh, this is like three weeks ago, yeah. one of my best friends that I grew up with at the Winston-Salem Citadel Corps, um, he passed away on an opioid addiction. And so, I mean, we were enrolled as senior soldiers at the same exact time. We grew up together. We did you yeah. know, everything together as kids. And so it was a reminder that it's so different now because I chose Jesus, you know. And so, I mean, he did at one point too, but then he... He left that behind to do other things. And so that was a harsh reminder, you know, to keep doing what you're doing kind of thing. Because even now going forward, I work with, you know, 30 kids that come to our core and they could all, it could have been me, you know, that could have been me. And it could be any one of them. It could be any one of us. And so that was a very harsh reminder that your work's not done. Mm. Yeah, so you really, um, you really take that, personal like the the mission and the the calling that God has for you you don't take it lightly um because you know that it you know it it could have been you you could have done any other thing um what is it like uh when things compete for your faith or things um get discouraging and um you know choosing to move forward what is uh what does that look like when, when you choose to kind of, um, you know, you recognize like the difficulties and the voices that are calling out to you, um, but you still choose to um, move forward? Um, yeah, there's, there's so many temptations in the world, you know. I mean, even Jesus faced temptations. So it's very hard to, to not give in to temptations. And so, I mean, I've I've failed a couple times, but there's always this reminder, you know, that this is where I belong. And so I always get drawn back into where I belong kind of thing. Yeah. What does it feel like to belong? Um, Because we all have a sense of longing. Um, Even non-believers, like, Mm -hmm. 
want to belong and have a community, um, what would you, what, what does belonging mean for you? How does that feel to, when you say, uh, I, you know, belonging somewhere um, and keeping in mind like young people who also have that desire? So for me, it's like, it's so calming to be where I feel like I belong. And even though there might be chaos going on around me, we have 30 kids on a given Sunday that are running around and, you know, doing the worm in the middle of church service on the church floor. But it's comforting, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can't let those things bother you because this is where you belong. This is where they belong. And I've always believed that as individuals, they belong there even if they don't believe. You know, Mm. I've heard a pastor one time say that they belong before they believe. And so I've always thought that was true. And it's it's just a good feeling to know that you belong somewhere. Absolutely. I think that's so powerful because um, even before, you know, even before people even choose Jesus, I think that's kind of a kind of a reoccurring theme um, throughout our soul session series is that we are chosen. Uh, We are sought by God. Um, even before we know it. And so I love that you give us that picture of even kids, even youth in the community, people that um, have that sense of belonging and don't know exactly Mm -hmm. what's calling them. That is Jesus, the presence of Jesus, not a church building per se, right? right? Is where they are welcome, is where they belong. Yes. So yeah, they absolutely belong. We all belong. I love that. Um, (laughs) Is there anything else that you would encourage uh, any young believers or even older believers or people that maybe don't even know the Lord as we talk about um, choosing Jesus and um, walking in a knowledge and in a faith of like pursuing him? What would you encourage people with? Um, I would just want to encourage people just to take the time to, to learn and just to feel loved. So anytime you come, you should feel loved. You should feel like you belong. And then just find a purpose. And because everybody has a purpose, everybody has, there's a plan for everybody. And it's difficult living life without knowing your plan or without your purpose. And you just kind of feel like you're walking through a corn maze or something, you know? And so once you find your plan, find your purpose, then you're a lot happier in life. It's a much better on this side. I agree. I agree. I think that there's so much there. Uh, what under what you just said, finding purpose, and um, but I think it is difficult for people to get to that point, it you is, know, yeah. because it's like those are all true things, um, but I may have a really, really different way of coming to that realization if I even like want to admit that that's something that is true in my life. Um, but the Lord and God's presence is. Um, is the same as with you is constant nonetheless. Um, so I really thank you for, thank you for your faith, your uh, heart, your perseverance in just really wanting to um, accomplish the things that God has in your life. Um, and I really, I, I know that that's just going to be the beginning. So thank you for your time, Glenn. Thank you. Hi guys, thank you for tuning into Soul Sessions. If you enjoyed this interview, we ask that you like it and share it with others and join us for next time.